Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the HGO podcast. I'm one of your hosts today, Ethan, and joining me as always are my good friends, Kyle. Hello. And Hunter, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just swell. Dude, I am like so exhausted <laughs> this week. Like, I am genuinely <laughs> so exhausted because not only did I see Paramore this past week, well, well, right, that was, dude. I'm wearing my hoodie, this expensive merch that costs like way too much money. Won't talk about that. Then it is I had the like a busy buying way. <laughs> It is the concert bit, by the way. My favorite part was, so I saw them in Birmingham. It was a great time, by the way. Very good. They played 26 for the first time in five years, only at my show, because I'm just the fucking greatest. I had, like, a great seat. You guys saw how great my seat was. Had a blast. Anyway, ignoring that. My favorite part was the expensive merch, and then you walk outside, and because it's England, mate, because we, you've got the grafters, you've got the people who've got their printers at home that have printed off the same T-shirts that they found online, and I was literally outside in the soaking rain, like selling t-shirts for 10 pounds and i'm like what is this life <laughs> they like they just go outside at the like the arena yeah. and just start selling bootleg merch and i'm like not only am i like why like why are you doing this but then you've also got the people that are buying it and i'm like i'm like what like i don't get it i'm like either buy the expensive merch or don't buy the merch don't go oh do you remember that this is my or, this is my bootleg t-shirt the from the time slightly... i saw parable or buy the slightly more reasonably priced merch from their websites or something if you really need a band t-shirt. But oh, it's funny. I've been oh, 100%. I've been to like thirty or so concerts and I've only ever seen those guy those like, you know, bootleg merch salesmen like three times. It's crazy. Honestly. Oh no, I apparently I in Birmingham they are they're just everywhere. Every every time there's a there's a there's a show on, they're just like they're out there. They're out there grafting. I'm like, hey, fair play. Fair play. I also want to give fair play to everyone in Paramore for saying Birmingham and not Birmingham. So congratulations to that one. You passed the test as far as I'm concerned. That was pretty epic. Um, But no, good show. But I was very exhausted. Um, It was very like it was like a four hour show. Very long. But, you know, take that out. Then I have a really busy week at work. And then Nintendo's like, why don't we just drop the Xenoblade DLC in the middle of the week where you can't play it? uh and jedi at the end of the week where you don't have time for it so it's a great week for me it's a great week um but luckily hunter you've played a bit of jedi haven't you i sure have and kyle you have played basically all of xenoblade chronicles 3 future redeemed yeah i finished it and i have played part the of xenoblade screen. chronicles 3 I, i've got that i've got the title He's screen made into the title screen folks. i've made it guys thank you very much thank <laughs> you very much as you can see the title screen hasn't changed i don't know if it does change but you know it hasn't changed which means i definitely haven't beaten it i'm like chapter four but anyway we're going to talk all about xenoblade chronicles 3 future redeemed we're going to talk about however much of jedi survivor hunter has played we'll also meet him on how terrible the port is everywhere even not even a port everywhere is awful it's great we'll talk about it um and then we'll, we'll we'll see where everything takes us i finished coffee talk i can talk about that if i need to we've got plenty to talk about um but anyway if you're new here this is the hbo podcast we're here every monday we talk about everything we love in the world of gaming uh we are trying to get to 200 subscribers before breath uh, tears of the kingdom whatever it's called that zelda game that definitely hasn't leaked one day you'll learn what the name of this game is. i don't think i ever will i think i think the only way i ever will is if it's like 
I love it even more than Breath of the Wild, and it becomes my new, like, second or first favorite game of all time. And then I'll remember its name. It has to deserve It'd be funny if you liked it more and still couldn't get the name right, though. <laughs> That's 100 percent gonna happen, Hunter. You see, this is the problem yeah. now. I'm like, it's, it's <laughs> I'm just, I'm just screwed either way. I'm just screwed either way. Regardless, we're trying to get to 200 subscribers before the game comes out in two weeks, and we're really, really close. So if you can go to YouTube.com/forward/slash/hotgamers/only, hit us with subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, what will we do? Who knows? We'll celebrate. I don't know what to suggest, to be honest. I'd just, I'd be like, we'll give a copy away. I just spent £100 on an SSD because my PC's dying. I don't want to talk about that. Anyway, um, but please go and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, we're like 12 away. So if you could, we'd really yeah. greatly appreciate it. Uh, as it helps us get review copies, it helps us uh, in the algorithms. It really does support us. We're not just saying it's chat shit. You can leave a like as well. But like I say, subscribe, please. Thank you. Um, I just say... We get started straight. Oh, reviews are up. Coffee Talk Review is up on YouTube.com and at HotGamesOnly.com. And so is the Horizon Burning Shores review. I finally wrote a review, ladies and gentlemen. It's taken me like three years. I did it. It's up on YouTube.com. Thank you, Hunter. really popped off. It did. I think Tuesdays are a good day for reviews. Like Resident Mm -hmm. Evil got good traction when that went up. It's a good day. And I can tell you, weekends are not good, so please go and support the Coffee Talk review, because I don't know what happened <laughs> with that one. Please, go and support that one. Give it a couple of watches. Give it a like. Thank you very much. Um, At the re- right now, the review is sitting at less views than the podcast episode. That yeah, I don't know what happened. Talk. I don't know what happened. We're never releasing a review on a weekend ever again. Please, go and watch it. We would appreciate it. Um, regardless. I want some support. Hunter did a good job. He did do a good yeah. job, and I don't know why YouTube decided to go, no, bad Timmy, get in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> everyone loves Aloy, <laughs> apparently. Um, anyway. Yeah, everyone. Everyone loves Aloy, everyone especially loves the internet. Aloy. Especially Metacritic. Anyway, I digress. Especially one third of this podcast hosts. Yes, definitely. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Future Redeemed. The end is here. The end is nigh, everybody. Xenoblade is dead. It is buried. We have started digging the grave. Kyle has fully <laughs> dug his grave and has uh, has buried it. It's all done. It's true. I buried all my copies. They're all it's gone. Done. Yeah. They're going to turn into the world tree or whatever it was from 2. <laughs> Hell yeah. But no. Uh, and I'm so going to become yeah. the mad scientist. We're going to talk about it. Um, we're going to try and mitigate spoilers. Like We're going to try and do as minimal spoilers as we possibly can, because I don't think it's fair to spoil this, especially as it comes out. Especially because, if you're a Xenoblade fan, it's finish. already hard enough. Because Twitter, good lord, like, what was the... They gave everybody a good day. And I was like, I know it's only like 15 to 20 hours, guys, but really? Like, I was like, already seeing people going, okay, it's been a day, right? Let's get everything out. I'm like, no, close Twitter. I'm going to hiding. Um, but no. So you finished it, Kyle. How long did it take you to finish it? Uh, main game took me 12 hours, about. Mm-hmm. And then after I beat the game, I went back and 100%ed it. And cool. that added on, like, another 12, 13 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm midway through chapter four. Uh, I guess the only... <laughs> so that Kyle knows where I am, so that there's no spoilers, but without spoiling it to you, I'll just say one word. Snow. That's what I'll say. Ah. I'm in chapter four. Ah. Um, so snow. I'm like, I've, I've played about 14 hours. I'm about 14 hours in and I'm at snow in chapter four. Um, I've been doing all my side quests as I go. 
Uh, I've been exploring the world as I see fit. I'm not going for a hundred percent. I do not have <laughs> the time. I have to. Move, I literally have to go to this, write a review, and go straight to Jedi Survivor. So I don't really have time to go and um, prat around getting all of the containers and stuff like that. We've lost Hunter, and we're back. Wow, Hunter, <laughs> so unprofessional. I know. I know you haven't played. Shows up half an hour late. There's no need to leave. Oh, yeah, it's half an hour late to the podcast that started recording an hour and a half late. (laughs) Unacceptable. Unacceptable behavior. Um, I don't even remember what I was saying now. Uh, But no, I'm doing all the side quests. I'm not doing all of the collectible, all of that tripe, like, you know, the Collectopedia, the Enemyopedia, whatever they call it. I'm not doing all of it. The bestiary. Yeah. I should say when I hundred when I say I hundred percent of this game, it's all except the enemypedia. I'm not filling out a fucking Pokedex. Well, I I, I want to say I'm not doing it. I feel like the Artempedia, whatever that's called, the Collectopedia, also annoying as fuck. Like like I'm just yes. collecting. I'm just going. Hey, I, I've got most of this stuff from going through the area once. That's nice. But then it's like there's like one or two things where it's like I'm sorry you didn't get enough of those kind of uh, wood pieces, and I'm like, well, go fuck yourself. Then I'm not doing that. Dude, it's really weird that they require you to have like x amount of the item for yeah, it to really count dumb. compared to how that was in xenoblade one and xenoblade x where you just needed the thing needed it's... one of the thing it's very bizarre but we will not be talking about too many spoilers i don't want to delve into it too much i will say though if you're completely trying to go into it blind don't watch i would say that we'll probably yeah. talk about characters and I'll say there'll at least be spoilers for party the, the <clears throat> six party members and probably going into or around chapter two or three, just because that's when the plot actually starts. Um, I was saying to Kyle, uh, the little tiny bit that we did talk about this, this game has bizarre pacing um, where the first hour or two uh, is really slow and I'm like, what is this? And then it just, <laughs> as soon as Shulk and Rex show up, up. It's like, hooray, off to the races. And I'm like, that's <laughs> so weird. It's very bizarre. I'll um, also say this about the DLC. Mm-hmm. If you're one of those people that started Xenoblade with the third game, it's completely feasible to do. Yeah, I think you can pl- I think that you can play the third game without needing yeah, to can. without needing the whole context. Honestly, yeah, just skip to three. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but don't don't skip to <laughs> DLC. Don't, don't skip to DLC. Do for the love play of God. The DLC. Um, I feel you'll... really bad for for Harry McIntyre, the voice of Noah in three, because he's playing the DLC now on his stream. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things he said when he started the when he started the DLC was just like, "I feel like I'm so out of my depth right now." And I should 100 percent say you will be out of your depth. You, I even will be. <laughs> The one thing I will say about this story is I'm having a great time. I think it's great so far. But, my God, there's one scene in particular in Chapter 3, near the end of Chapter 3, start of Chapter 4. I don't remember where it is on the scale. Um, But there's one point where there is literal exposition, and I can't tell if the game wants me to be on the same page right now, to be slightly confused, to be like, oh, yeah, okay. There's, like, this bit where they start doing a load of reveals, and I'm like, I don't know which ones they're expecting me to be on, like, am I, which ones am I supposed to be like, oh, yeah, I know what's happening. What I'm like, eh, what? Like, it's, it's a very, it's a very 
fan servicey dlc and what i mean by that is not just like hey look guys the gang is here look here's rex and all you fucking haters now like him and all you likers now love him it's great and then here's shulk who i can't tell if he's late 30s or early 50s from his design in a way um may or may not be part vampire yeah like there's so many questions like genuinely and there's so many questions and so many things that i'm like why are they still alive (laughs) it's like there's certain things where it's like i understand what they're doing and there's a lot of stuff that i like but there's also stuff that i'm like it's hard to review these things without knowing the full story because i'm sure there will be answers to some of these questions i'm sure there'll be no answers to some of the others but at least when you're done you're like okay now i can start asking (laughs) why because you know it's like there's a bit there's a bit between two characters where in chapter two, um, Shulk says to Rex, "Oh, maybe they'll come. Maybe they'll talk to you because they talk." And then I'm like, "Keep going through the game." And I've been playing for five hours, and I'm like, "Is that ever coming? Or is that like a side quest? Or is that a heart to heart that I've just missed?" And then it does pick up again five hours later, and it that does happen. And I'm like, "Okay, that's weird. <laughs> like, this game is very weird at times." Um, but I do like it. It's very good so far um it's just it's it's very bizarre (laughs) in many (laughs) ways um let's talk about the cast i guess so you've got you've got cast it's so much i'm just gonna like i'm gonna flat out say it like i've noah grew on me i really liked noah by the time i got to the end but i really didn't like him um at the start Matthew is like the anti Noah to me, where I loved him from the start and it keeps on growing. Like, Matthew Matthew's is genuinely <laughs> probably one of my favorite Xeno protagonists, period. I absolutely love him from his oh, yeah. voice to his performance. Um, it's just there's something about his like voice acting, which <laughs> is just fantastic. It is just like. People always go, haha, Xenoblade's all British, in it, And I'm like, no, it has, it's been very much kind of tame British and a couple of Welsh people <laughs> up until this point. Now you've got like kind of whatever, I don't even know how to describe Matthew's real accent really, but it's very kind of rough and kind of like, I said, he's like me in a way where kind of like, whereas, whereas A is like Kyle, who's bashing me for my grammar every fucking day and then <laughs> Matthew is me and I'm just like in it what yeah it's just like I love him he is just like I'm feeling full of beans I'm feeling full of beans which a lot of Americans are surprised that that's an actual thing that people say um I don't know why I've never yeah. heard you say it but it doesn't sound out of the ordinary to expect I'm feeling full <laughs> of beans it's just really funny it's just a really funny line to be honest and when you start out in this game you only have you and A and then you get you A and then Nickel so it's like you get a very small party so you just hear a lot of Michael uh, M- Matthew Michael <laughs> Matthews um voice lines at the start so mm-hmm. you just hear a lot of i'm feeling full of beans because a is not a very talkative character so you just hear a lot of matt <laughs> and it's just like that same <laughs> line over and over again and it was great um but now i really i really like him and i really love how instantly they kind of that's the one thing i did like about this dlc was they don't keep leave you hanging on who matt really is and what mm-hmm. his deal is and 
his sister Niall. Um, they don't really go, okay, what's the difference? They're like, we know he looks like Noah. He is your, he is your fucking Venn diagram. Like, he is your family, your family history tree. chart. Like, um, you know. Um, so you kind of get all that established. It's basically you're looking for his sister. His sister's gone missing. The city's collapsed. If you remember from the base game, spoilers for base game, and fucking <laughs> wreaks havoc on the city. He basically has his GTA mad session, right? And off he goes. And then it turns out that um, he killed uh, Matt and Niall's grandfather in this attack. And then, obviously, he's trying to find his sister because the explosion happened. He's gone missing. So he's now partnered with this mysterious person who is called A, who has the core crystal, the red core crystal. And you're like, oh, what's happening there? A, red core crystal? Definitely don't know what's happening there. Let's keep playing this video game and find out what's happening. Um, yeah, I love the relationship between Matthew and A. Yeah, I genuinely... <laughs> they they play off each other so well. <laughs> I'm genuinely usually... I'm not usually a fan of A's kind of character trope when it comes to anime. I really don't kind of like the kind of very much like not necessarily introverted but very much like i know what i'm doing i'm very like in my own head like i am the professional here i am going to be like you've got you've got the professionally got the child who's matt yeah stoic kind of the kind of stoic kind of know-it-all in a way where she's like in the very first couple of scenes she's like i knew this was going to happen and this is what there's and matthew stop running off and i'm like stop being my mom fuck off (laughs) but once like the first hour goes out of its way i start really warming up to her because she kind of she 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 just bounces off of Matt really well, where it is kind of she is the kind of straight man to Matt's whatever goober he is, where he's just running around doing a load of his like, singular brain cell. Like I love the fact that his blade is just fists because he literally yeah. is the kind of person whose solution to everything is just punch things. Like the first <laughs> boss fight in this game, Hunter, is him just going to going in the middle of a battle between Kevers and Agnes and be like, yo, I'm just going to stir shit till the consoles come out and then beat them the fuck up. And that's basically <laughs> what he does. He just nice. beats up two consoles instantly because he's just like, because that's just what he does. Um, and I just really do like the way uh, they bounce off of each other. Yeah. They're pretty cool. They have, they have some really good banter. There's one moment where Matthew's, where Matthew was just like, all right, I'm going to comb the area for clues. And then A just goes, well, save for your hair. I don't think anything here needs combing. Yeah. There are it's just some... like small little banter like that. that it, it helps sell the relationship between the two of them. I really mm. enjoy it. But no, yeah, they're very good. Obviously, the next two characters. So you have those two. I like to consider those. They're the brand new characters. Quote, unquote, brand new characters. They're the brand new pair. You have mm-hmm. then the two characters that you meet who are kind of like your surrogate kind of Xeno 3 protagonists where they are in the cycle and they've been let out of it in Nicole and Glimmer, who very weirdly look like... uh, One of them has Pyra's core crystal and the other one looks like Shulk but smaller. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is. uh, Who knows? Who would have guessed from the trailers? They they literally just copy-pasted Shulk and then shrunk him. Here's God. the thing, right? Nicole. And I don't think it's I don't think it's a spoiler to say that obviously Nicole and Glimmer are the son slash daughter of Shulk and Rex, respectively. Yeah. I don't think that's a spoiler to say because I think everyone works that out. I think anyone I th- with eyes could figure that out, yeah. I think what's really interesting is I look at Glimmer and I see both Rex and Pyra in that character. I'm like, I can see 
that you're the kid. When I look at Shulk, I'm like, I do not see Fiora anywhere. I know you two basically look like siblings. Because Fiora barely had a personality. (laughs) But, you know, it's kind of interesting looking at Nickel and going, I see just a small Shulk, and I know that Fiora basically is just a female Shulk, but I'm like, you could have at least given us something here to make make him resemble Fiora. Because that's the thing is. like arm. (laughs) While you see the, yeah. (laughs) Well, the prosthetic arm is recent, Hunter. That is a that is a new development, um, for Shulk. Um, but I do. They warmed up on oh, me. I liked. <laughs> I liked Nickel at first. I was like, oh, I kind of hate you. You're everything that I dislike about Shulk. But then I kind of warmed up to him in a way, in a way where it's like, cause he is like a baby Shulk. You're kind of like, oh, you know, I kind of. He's Shulk before he goes all simp. I'm like, I kind of like you. Come here, little Shulk. We're going to protect you from the world. <laughs> um, so, I, no, I did end up liking Nickel quite a bit so far in it. He's kind of grown on me. And Glimmer is a marvel. And I love this kind of... I saw this hypothesis on Twitter where it was like, all of Rex's children seem to have the fucking wrong personality of a different parent. And I kind of, like... <laughs> Glimmer is 100% Pyro Rex's kid, but she's so much like Mithra. It's unreal mm. how, like, sassy she is. Like, she has got, like, Mithra's personality through and through. Which is funny, because then someone was like, you know, when you think about it, Mio is kind of more like Pyra than she is, like, uh, Nia. And I'm like, oh my god, like, what would... this? this like, this is why I just pass it on. So it's like... Mifra's kids just like near I don't want to see that combination. I hope we don't, because that sounds tragic. Um you see those people on Twitter that were trying to say that Dirk from the base game, the claw guy, was Mithra's kid. Not. Definitely. That not. was hypercopium. Like uh, it's, it's like ra- it's like Xenoblade fans. Random people can just exist without having to have connections to other people. Yeah. It it was random people just exist in this world. Nope, not not everybody has to be somebody important. It was weird, though. I am, to be honest, it is it is weird to me where it's like, because the thing they do here, Hunter, is every time they're like, it's definitely their kid, right? But they're like, they won't flat out say it. They'll just do everything on their planet to basically just be like, like until like chapter four-ish, they just like, yeah, it's weird, eh? Like, this is a weird situation that we're in, way, And it's just like, this is so weird. Just just admit it, guys. Just admit <laughs> it. Why is it taking so long to admit it? Um, But, it, like, I don't, it is weird to me that it's like, okay, we've seen two of the kids. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> Why did they never show, like, at least to jump to chapter four, it's like, that's weird. Just just a little, just a little copium. Just, just saying. Just saying, where's the third kid? I also think it's weird. Can we talk about it? Because obviously Shulk and Rex are here. They're both fantastic. I like both of these iterations of these characters, to be honest. I love both of them. Um, they're great. They, It's like Shulk has ironed out all the things that I hated about him in Xenoblade 1. All those kind of things have been ironed out to the point where he feels pretty comfortable, to be honest, um, in who he is. And he's just kind of... He, he is just kind of... He, he's still him, but he's kind of taken on this kind of personality-ish of Dunban in the way of that he's like, yeah. I've got so many people relying on me, I've kind of had to grow into this adult role, where he still very much feels like Shulk, but he's got this responsibility now, and mm-hmm. I like it quite a bit. And Rex is just Rex. Like, Rex is just, <laughs> like... I, I love him, but at the same time, I'm like, it's such a weird jump, where I'm like, 
people are like oh it's him grown up i'm like he was only he was like 14 or 15 in the base game no one no one goes from that like if you're when you're a 15 year old you kind of know how they're gonna end up by that point and i'm like this guy fuck i don't know what rex did but damn needs to share his secrets because rise and grind he fucking he rose and he grinded dude. push-ups Jeez. sit-ups and plenty of juice <laughs> but he genuinely is like my like i love oh, yeah. him i genuinely adore him like the first kind of i love the dynamics between the between shulk and uh, nickel and glimmer and rex as well just because they're so different uh but they fit both of them where it's just mm-hmm. like i just love the way that shulk is very much just kind of, he's that kind of parent where he's just like He's kind of like promoting Nichols inquisitiveness where he's just like, oh yeah, that is interesting. Let's talk about that and do it. Mm-hmm. And Rex is just like, you stupid fucker. What have you done? Like, you fucking donkey. <laughs> literally. Uh, but I do, I, I just, oh. I love the, it is, it's fan service. When they both show up, it is very fan service. Like literally oh, yeah. the first three things Rex says are all quotes from Xenoblade 2. And it's like, <laughs> I love it. It's great. The only thing Even... he hasn't done is reference the salvages code, which I'm kind of disappointed about, to be honest. I'm like sitting here and I'm like, I'll give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt for the next two chapters, but I'm like, where the fuck's this? Up? Like, if this is <laughs> if this was real Rex, you would have been like, rule number six, mate. Rule number six. Where is it? Where is it? No, even um, down to their gameplay, like they're mm-hmm. they're just super well done. Like Rex now fights with two swords, like Morag did in Xenoblade Two. He's, broken, He's so busted. <laughs> as soon as I swapped to him, I was like, I'm not moving off of this character ever. Hunt, literally, oh, yeah. there's an upgrade you can get later where he's got... He's got the spinning. Like, I can't remember what's the spinning. Double move spinning called? edge. Double, double spinning edge. He's got double spinning edge again, but I don't know if it's an upgrade nice. or if this is just how it works. You can get it so that the double spinning edge builds up the charge on the double spinning edge, so you can just fucking yeah. spin yourself right round, baby. Spin forever. to win. I love characters <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's got crit recharge built into it, so every time you get a critical hit, it the art recharges itself. It just combos into itself. Uh, yes, Xenoblade Three, and it kind of becomes DLC, a problem. Continuing the uh, um, base games thing of having the double sword class be <laughs> busted. <laughs> It is genuinely kind of a problem where you're doing too much DPS to the point where my def- my defense can't keep the yeah. aggro, so I keep yeah. dying because I'm just spinning to win and all the aggro comes back on me and I just die instantly because <laughs> he kind of does have, like, he kind of does have that kind of glass cannon build like Morag does where if the attack gets on him, he's fucking Salu. He just, like, yeah. bleeds instantly. The difference um, is he doesn't have the evasion that Morag had to to not get hit yeah so he just um, dies in two hits but it's so funny dude dude it is and really then, funny and then you've got shulk who's taken on dunban's role as the as the the evasion tank mm-hmm. right down like shulk is just dunban copy pasted right down to all the arts he does just looking like stuff dunban oh, did he's got blossom dance it's this game is fan service in the best possible way even from like it, it 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 very much is and for the first couple of hours i was especially kind of i don't know if i was butter or whatever but a lot of the early game kind of reference stuff other than like sh- the wreck showing up is very xenoblade one heavy there's a lot of xenoblade <laughs> yeah. one references and fan service uh and stuff like that and i was like 
oh, like they just they just answer questions that people have been bitching about on Twitter for decades. Where they're like, okay, here you go, here's your law, right? There you go. That's what like little <laughs> nods, but they don't ever explicitly say anything, and that's why I kind of I like it. They give you answers, but they also just don't mm-hmm. <laughs> at the same time. It also baffles me where the fuck everybody is. Like I keep thinking this, where I'm like. <laughs> not to the end yet so i don't know if there's a reason for it but it's like the fact that it's like this isn't the birth of the first city hunter this is like obviously it's the rebuilding so why in shulk and rex like 500 years or so into ionios why aren't they at the start why is this like like why where's everybody else where are their friend like they all act they're like their friends are gone other than obviously the fuckers that held hostage and yeeted away like in xenoblade 3 yeah but it has got me answered. Okay, why is Shulk and Rex alive? Where the fuck is Where the fuck is Pyromithra? Where are like the people that you'd expect to still be around? Especially when you're like, yeah. okay, if Shulk can survive, why is Fiora gone? Where's like I I understand because she should have the... been in the first place. <laughs> I understand some of the debt. Like I I understand some of the the older people being gone in a way where it's like I can understand like Dunban being gone. I can understand Zeke and Morag not being here. Morag so far anyway. no not, not a single wrong. reference to morag so far just want to throw that one out there four <laughs> hours in um there are very obvious references to uh zeke and pandoria yeah. and to Charla and ryan there are very obvious references to those characters <laughs> in particular wow charla um, gets a reference before morag that's messed up <laughs> well Tell i can't me yeah about it i mean <laughs> i think I rex is the reference yeah. to morag kind of but even like zeke gets basically all but name dropped like they basically very much there's a character that's they're basically just like oh well i was told this and they were like well you know where you got that information from it's a very unreliable source and you're like oh yeah okay i instantly know that that's zeke that they're talking about because of course it is but one of my favorite little nods at from this game was in an early cutscene. it's in one of matthew's little flashbacks to his past and he, where he's with um, his grandfather and Niall, and some of the kids from the city come over to Niall, and they're like, can you play the piano for us? And she goes, sure, what do you want to hear? And, and they, they just, just start yeah. listing off the Xenoblade Chronicles soundtrack, Xenoblade and I'm like, that's so weird. Like, that was like, like, that's, that... It's such a cool... It's, it's a funny one. Like, 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 yeah, they genuinely are. They're like, can yeah. you play? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Like, can you play Gower Plains? The Tomorrow... Um, is it not the tomorrow walking with you or the tomorrow with you one of those and then the hunters no shit the third song they ask to hear is zeke's battle theme from xenoblade 2 yeah amazing (laughs) on the piano (laughs) on the on the piano by the way um i wasn't ready to hear that (laughs) but it was really funny well like you know it's like even the, there, are, there are plenty of references to both of them and obviously i'm not done with oh, the game yeah. yet so i'm sure there's still plenty more to come but it's oh, yeah. like you're just gonna encounter turtles fully grown oh, massive I wish, right I, at the wish. End. I wish <laughs> honestly there's a bit where they're like hey guys let's go back to our base and there was a small part of me that was like what if it was just fucking a massive turtle on the ocean dude like what if <laughs> what if it was turtles i was like what a riot that would have been um Oh, that would have been funny. The, the, the base is pretty cool, regardless. It was, but, it was um, nice to see Colony 9 again. It is, Come, yeah. Go back to where it all started. Because um, that's the thing is, right? Because it's like, 
I think in the base game, they did a great job of making new areas with nods to different places where you're like, okay, that's definitely a reference to more ordain, or that's a bit, that's mm-hmm. obviously a reference to um, Gower Plains, or, you know, you've obviously got the massive sword from the uh, yeah. Bionis, and you've got, like, there's a load of stuff where you're like, that's really cool. I really... But then it's like, where are, where is Colony 9? Or where are some of these other areas? I don't know how many are on. I said, I, I said snow. So I feel like I can say, <laughs> I can feel like as I can say Tantel. Like you're like, where are all these places? And then you actually get some of them more. And because the DLC, they feel like they can be more fan servicey in the way where it's like, okay, here is Colony 9 as Colony 9. Mm-hmm. And here is, you know. Here is Tantel with the root. The way I won't say what they blend Tantel with because I feel like that is a spoiler. But when I heard, when I realized what they kind of mixed from Xenoblade One and Two together like that, I was like, "That's fucking genius." I'm like, "Was that on the board? <laughs> like, did they think about that from the stocks?" I'm like, "Those two things are such a good thing to like put together, like thematically." I'm like, "That's fucking incredible." I loved that. Um. But it is, there's just like, there's just little bits of it where I'm like, you know, that's, I really appreciate it. And then I'm also like, in the same way that, in the same way as Torna, right? Where you're like, oh God, I'm like, okay, why weren't these here? Oh God, (laughs) why weren't these here in the base game? Getting nervous. I think what's fun is, you know, you kind of know what happens, like, I kind of, you have an inkling of what happens, because obviously with the city, but also you don't know what happens fully, because you don't have the whole story. And you Mm -hmm. also don't know what the hell monolith are pulling and what could potentially you know it doesn't feel like a locked in thing oh, it's yeah. just the story of a city <laughs> of the city the half yeah. of it. so i'm kind of excited but honestly it's just like i i can't i respect xenoblade 3 a lot for not going nostalgia bait full on like you know hey guys look here's all the classics dlc i'm more inclined for them to do that but the fact that they're doing it in such a way where it doesn't feel like they're just bringing out the classics for the sake of it like it doesn't yeah. feel like they're bringing rex out just go hey guys do you want to like him now <laughs> like they're not just doing that for the sake of it they're actually telling something that's really interesting and you know having these kind of dynamics where i just like i kind of i kind of like it it's it's mm-hmm. Do I wish there's like there's parts of me that are like I wish we saw some other characters that aren't just Shulker Rex and I re- I do like seeing the like the father daughter dynamic between Rex and Glimmer kind of makes me sad that we never really get to see him with Mio or you know whoever this mysterious third child is um, or just any relationship in general like it's like it's weird to see Rex and not see Paramifra but the swords are here and I'm like I'm just like this is so weird to me where it's like. I can kind of see Shulk without everybody, but Rex, I'm just like, <laughs> no one mentions it. Like, no one's gonna. Where's Dromark? Uh, like, where is Dro- where is fucking where Dromark, is Dromark? Where is Dromark? Like, I'm genuinely we know concerned for him. Still alive from base yeah. game. Where's fucks Dromark? Like, I'm genuinely like, I, I, I'm dead. Baffled. That's why there's like a statue of him, or he's he's very statuesque in a bunch of iconography in that one area my current i don't know what to say hunter my current hypothesis is only some of them got moved to i like only some of them are here in ionios is my fucking current bet is like i don't i don't know if everybody made it originally or if everybody scattered (laughs) across like was it only certain people where they were like okay only so many of us can get 
it's like the matrix right only so like we're making the matrix here and only only have a certain bandwidth to let us in so who's going in it's like okay two queens and shulk and wrecked for some fucking reason but there you go (laughs) off we go bye bye do you not need the aegises nah fuck them off we'll just take we'll just take rex he's a lad just take the swords good enough it's good enough i'll be able to put him together like a popsicle stick Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of was like, that was so dope when his his special it's ability so onto cool. it's just him smashing them together and then becoming the Numa Sword and just fucking slamming it down on enemies and just exploding <laughs> everywhere. I'm like, that's kind of so cool, cool to be honest. It's very cool. I um, love Rex. Dude, honestly, even his right. new voice actor did a really good job too. Like Al Weaver's gone, unfortunately, but the new guys were just as good. And yeah, and unlike in the original, in the Japanese version, Rex has his original actor, and Glimmer is voiced by the same person that voiced Pyra. Yeah, whereas they're both different in this one. And whereas I'm kind of sad Al Weaver didn't reprise the role as Rex, but I still like the new guy. I 100% see why they did a different voice for Glimmer, and I actually kind of appreciate that they did. I love Sky D- uh, Sky Bennett as Pyra. And yeah, Mithra. she's great, but also. Glimmer is a different character, and I do yeah. much, I prefer it that way than to just have Pyra Mif- slash Mifra Jr. just rolling, rolling around. <laughs> uh, I, I I think the new voice actors do a good job, and then obviously Adam Howden is still fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen much of Harry yet, but the little bit that I have seen is pretty great, and plays a very interesting role in this, which I like. Uh, he doesn't really, you'd expect with him being the kind of driving force with him killing uh, Matt's granddad and, you know, being basically the cause of the disappearance of his sister. You're like, okay, what the fuck? You think that he's kind of the main antagonist of this kind of story and he's kind of a driving force, but he plays like this interesting role. So does the whole of Mobius, to be honest. They're very interesting in this. Mm. Whereas you originally, <laughs> when you think of the history books, you very much probably think of it as a, the kind of the resistance versus Mobius. It It's this weird kind of proxy where everybody's involved, but in very different ways. And I like it quite a bit. Yeah. Mobius kind of takes a backseat in, in the story of this game. In favor of a a bigger antagonist. But it's interesting because the little bits that they have done with N and Zed especially, I'm like, this actually makes them more interesting in base game. When I'm Mm. like, seeing these little bits of how Zed's kind of modus is like working and you're like, okay, these little interesting bits, like I won't spoil anything, but when you're like, again it's not like Zed's pulling the strings like he is in the base game. He's very much in a different role. And so is N. Yeah. It's, like, it's interesting seeing how these work in a way where even the game is very much with the consoles. Like you see like three consoles so far. I've seen three consoles over than N in this game and you beat the shit out of them and they just fucking go away. <laughs> yeah. They are very much in the way we were like, oh man, they just kind of feel like recycled. In the same way, this game has made them feel like, yeah, they are just pawns where it's just like, Zed just gets a new console every time the other one's fucking deceased because they don't kind of... Mm-hmm. Ma- it's very interesting where I'm like... They don't matter um, to him. They don't matter to him, and also Zed's, like, in like in the base game, you just kind of think, okay, Zed's just trying to maintain the status quo here, and this game's basically like, Zed hasn't always maintained that. It's not always been a thing where 
the base game kind of alludes you to be like, this has just been this perfect cycle of a couple of mishaps every now and again, and Zed's always been in control here. And then this story is basically like, that's not necessarily true. And it's never been a clear cut kind of situation where it's always been everybody against Zed and Zed against everybody. It's not always been that way. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, it makes it more interesting. It's a bit like Torna Syndrome where you're like, you know, some of these characters I feel like could have been fleshed out a little bit more and then Torna comes in and rolls up its sleeves and goes, hello, (laughs) may I introduce you to the characters again so that you can get a better understanding of the base game and appreciate it more. And I feel like this is doing the same thing. Not like I needed more appreciation for for N anyway. I didn't. yeah. But uh, I mean, more of him's not a bad thing. Hmm. Like I say, I won't very... say no to cool sword villain. No, and I'm very interested in seeing where this kind of all goes. I'm very interested. Mm-hmm. I have no clue where it's going, to be honest. I have no clue, and I don't think from the it's brief reactions that I have seen, I don't think I could guess where it's going. If I was completely honest with you, but it looks it's it's been it's been fun it's more xenoblade and in i like to bring this into contrast with horizon which we talked about last week reviewers up youtube.com forward slash hot games um where i said that it was very insignificant where it's like if you're a fan of horizon you can play this and you'll have a good time but you don't need to do your homework you don't need to worry about this it's not it's insignificant it doesn't really matter in terms of the grand scale of the horizon universe this is more of Xenoblade 3, which is my favorite game of last year. I'm enjoying it a lot. It's just a, it's a blast to play. But the story's significant, where it's like there's stuff here that you wouldn't want to miss if you are a fan mm. of the franchise, because there's actually some fucking, there's some good stuff here. There's like, there's some food. It's good. Yeah. Um, and the other thing to note is that Takahashi has said that this future redeemed is the end of the klaus zanza saga that's been going on since xenoblade one mm-hmm. so this is the last point of this trilogy yeah and it's 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 weird because it does like i say i'm t- i'm two thirds of the way through three quarters of the way through and it doesn't feel like a wrap-up to a series at all at the fucking moment so mm-hmm. i'm like it's, i'm very interested to see if they pull anything off or if i'm just like well that's a weird note to leave it on we'll see um well hurry up and get to finishing because i think i'm gonna explode if i don't talk to somebody about spoilers for this game i'll finish it tomorrow probably good boy we'll see i'll finish it tomorrow and hey maybe we'll record a spoiler cast who knows we could do one of those who knows well i haven't done one of those in a while we haven't maybe we will we probably should to be honest if we are gonna do it we probably should we should should even if that's only like even if that's only like half an hour 40 minutes we should still do one hell yeah we'll do it we'll do it but now i'm having a blast um you seem to enjoy it yeah i i love this game i think it's a a very wonderful way to cap off cap off this story arc and i'm excited to see where where things go next because shit gets crazy in chapter five i'm sure it does i'm sure it does um but yeah review will be up some point uh i'll get to it don't you worry about it i've got to <laughs> i've got to finish the game first uh but yeah it, it's just it's just fun and it's also easy as fuck by the way it's like the easiest you know, oh, yeah. experience i've ever played in my life like there's only one fight that was challenging and it was because they took the character that i had upgraded to shit away from me and then i had to fight <laughs> it and i had to fight as the character that i played as the least and i was like well this is fun yeah 
this is fine. <laughs> um, and it was one of those Hostile. ones where I was like, I'm supposed to lose this, right? And the game's like, nope. And I'm like, well, <laughs> nah, shit. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Get good. You're going to learn good. today. Maybe. Did I learn? Or did uh, I get lucky? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, mm. But no, it's pretty great. You should play it if you haven't already, but who am I kidding? You're probably already playing it. You're probably here to hear... You're probably done people. with it, truthfully. Yeah. You're probably. It's not. It's my fault that I'm not done with it, because I had work, so <laughs> I had literally like two hours to play it this week. And then I've just been binging it today before the podcast. I literally, out of my 14 hours, I played eight of them today. Um... <laughs> So it's been, it's been fun. It's been a good time. Anyway, Hunter, you've waited long enough. You've listened to us <laughs> drone on and on and on. Would you like to talk How, about Star, Star Wars? Wars? Oh yeah, Star Wars. Um, yeah, it's pretty solid. All things considered. <laughs> oh man, all uh-huh. things considered. Should we talk about the drama first? Should we talk yeah, about go for it. the state of the I mean, I don't game? care about performance things, so might as well talk about it now. Because uh, that's like... not where my thoughts really lie. Yeah, let's let's talk about this. So my mi- review for this game is gonna come later. I'm reviewing this game as well. Why the I'm fucking screwed. But the review is coming later because I kind of want to give them a chance here. I want to give them a good couple, like I'll give them a good couple of days to maybe fix the unattainable platinum trophy. That'd be a start, you know, just make it fully <laughs> actually finish. Like maybe make it finishable. That'd be great. Um, but I think the main problem with this game is not only is it 150 fucking gigabytes, which is a joke. Like when I, I got the game a day early. I couldn't play it, but I got the game a day early. I had to rent I... a vacation house to have the space to download this game. Genuinely. And the worst part <laughs> is, is you have to keep your PlayStation on the whole time because it doesn't yeah. count like a regular download. It counts as the PlayStation disc copying. So even though you've copied all like 50 gigs off the disc, you have to keep it on because I put it in rest mode. I was like, okay, the rest of it's just downloading. Rent mess mode. Come home six hours later. Nope. Start back from square one. I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> I started installing it and took a nap, and my PlayStation eventually did go into rest mode, and when I woke up, the game was not finished installing. <laughs> so. Genuinely, yeah. it's a fucking disgrace. It's a disgrace. When you're bigger <laughs> than Call of Duty, you know you've done bad, because Call of Duty is the biggest worst. file size I've seen by so many gigabytes in mm. a game. Not even close. Not even close. Um, I can fit so many of games that, you know, I like more in it, like Transistor or something, or Celeste, or anything like that, <laughs> you know? It's absolutely uh, ridiculous. It's like, I always love when I go to Switch, and it's like, I know there's, I know it's a different console, I know there's a lot of stuff there, but it's like, when I look at stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, you've got this whole game that's like 60 hours long, and it's like 6 gigs. And I'm like, that's epic. That's cool. Thank you for taking up no space on my <laughs> micro SD card. And you go to PlayStation, it's like, hold my fucking beer, dude. Here's like a game that's like 156 gigabytes. I'm like, lord, what have we come to? Um, But no, that's not the only problem. It runs like ass everywhere you go. Like, And if you're on PC, fucking good luck. <laughs> Salute to you. <laughs> you're not playing it. Uh, the PC port's really bad. If you are planning on playing it on PC, here's our review. Don't. Thank you for coming to the TED Talk. How is it on PlayStation 5, Hunter? Uh, 
fine so far. Like, I've noticed a couple of... Like, uh, there's a fight near the opening segment there where this Inquisitor pops out of their crashed, you know, aircraft, and there's some fire going on. I'm like, huh, that fire doesn't look too great, but... And I think the lead into the cutscene is probably a bit stuttery, but, you know, aside from that, there's nothing in gameplay that's ruined my day. And maybe I think it would the worst yuck. thing... It probably yucks the yum of people who are real snobbish about that, but, you know, I mean, my I don't review, care. My, my impression would be, if you could deal with Elden Ring's frame rate, you can deal with this. Because Elden Ring was not a good experience on PlayStation, on consoles anyway. It would never hit 60 properly. So if you could deal with Elden Ring, you can deal with this. My favorite thing is before you start, there's like the normal performance and quality mode toggle. And the image that they used for this. Though, yeah, like, that was super weird. I'm like, I've never seen, I've never seen that. It looks like you didn't finish rendering your performance mode It looks like they made, yeah, there. Here's, my, here's my hypothesis, Hunter. They know how shit performance mode runs. I think they made it look worse in that image so more people click quality. I genuinely mm. think that's what they're doing. Because I was like... I've never, and looking at the game comparison, it doesn't look that bad in performance mode at all. It's like, it looks like, Kyle, I want you to imagine this. On the right-hand side is the video game, the way it looks in quality mode. You're like, oh, that's very pretty. And then on the left-hand side, it looks like a pre-rendered image from a 1990s visual novel point-and-click Lucasfilm game where they've like taken <laughs> something that they made in a 3D space and then they <laughs> rendered out a 2D image that's like four, 240p because they See, have to stick what, it. What it looked like to me was like a um, when I played Dragon Age Inquisition all the time when you were like traveling to places you'd mm-hmm. kind of like be set where you're spawning and then the world would have to load in in like pieces where it'd be like the geometry and then the textures and all that it looked like they took a still of a, the game while it was still not done rendering everything for you it's like i say i honestly think they're trying to make people play it in quality mode because of how terrible the performance is and it's like i just i'm just like fucking why like i don't get the game has got really positive reviews, so I'm sure the game is fun. I'm sure the game is better than Jedi Fallen Order in terms of actual gameplay and game. But I think there's, there's one thing I remember about Jedi Fallen Order from launch was how much of a buggy, broken mess it was on release and how it wasn't good. And how my first impression of that game was I was running through one of my... I shouldn't say first impression. One of my most vivid memories of that game is running through um this is this is going to make me look like such a star wars fan whatever the fuck the wookiee planet's called i'm a big star wars fan, guys <laughs> thank you i just played fallen order not too long ago otherwise i wouldn't have been able to help you either but i was running star through there dude i'm i'm not a star wars fan i liked fallen order i'm not a star wars fan <laughs> But I was running through there, and I ran too far. I was running too quickly through the world, so the floor hadn't loaded its collision yet, and I just fell through the fucking world. (laughs) And because of the way that game's checkpoint system is, I went 10 minutes back into the fucking level to the last time I touched a save point. So I just was like, fucking shit game. (laughs) I was like, you dickhead. I hate you. But I was like... this would be less probably less annoying if it auto-checkpointed every once in a while instead of the meditation point thing like uh last night and thankfully this happened right as i was finishing up anyway but i got my uh, the only time the game has crashed so far was right at the end of my session last night i'm like i had just walked away from the meditation point and then it was like and i'm like well at least 
At least you have a sense of timing there. <laughs> I didn't lose anything. Well, yeah, like, that's my thing, is... Because I haven't had a chance to play it yet. But literally, I, I said to you guys, I booted it up just to make sure, because I was, like, I was unsure if the game had properly installed because of how stupid it was to install it. So I just booted it up, and it played, like, you know, the, you see in the start, under the little spot, you know, the logo bollocks. Yeah. And then it just instantly crashed. And I was like... <laughs> Huh? Like I don't know what happened. As intended. Yeah, it's like it got to like I got through the first couple of menus where it's like you know the accessibility options and all that shit, and then as soon as it got to the sky of you know start a new journey with the fucking flying cars everywhere and stuff like that, the flying ships, I was like, crash, and I was like, well, I'm definitely not playing the first hour of this. I'm just gonna wait. (laughs) I'm just gonna wait (laughs) because I've got Xenoblade (laughs) to play. I was like, how? It's it's baffling it's in it you think because of how infamous that game was at launch you think that when they made a sequel the top of their priority list was guys we can't release it in a state again like we can't and they just did again and they, they like, just did they yeah just did. i could see i could easily see this being a situation like days gone where you're just getting a patch every day for like three <laughs> weeks <laughs> Maybe. Or however that was with Days Gone. I, there were a lot of patches for that game. <laughs> like, yeah, it was yeah. still patching by the time I finished it. <laughs> doesn't surprise me. Uh, um, but bugs aside, all of that jazz aside, how are you finding it? Oh, well, it feels a whole lot better than Fallen Order as far as control and all of that. Like... Uh, Fallen Order was, you know, putting the bugs and whatnot aside, there was still some kind of element of jank to how Cal felt in a lot of respects mm-hmm. in that game, where running on the walls never felt quite right, doing the little flippy jump later in the game never felt quite right, even some of the moves you were doing in combat didn't feel quite right. That's all been ironed out now, and I feel like, at least for my game running as it should be all the times it was it it feels pretty good to play now um one nice thing is that you get to keep all of the abilities you had at the end of the game oh wow you don't have to start from zero that's that's nice i like it over he didn't trip over a fucking twig and lose all his abilities dude that's crazy i love that i do did forget how to customize a lightsaber though he did forget that his lightsaber was purple before starting the game though that is like it's just a setting. Just go. What color do you want your lightsaber at the start before you start? Because well, as soon as Hunter told me that, I was like, already, you're starting off on my bad books here. Because it's like, you're telling me I would never have picked a blue lightsaber. Never. Fuck off. Get in the bin. Just yeah. little things. It's just little things. I'm like, it's not doesn't, hard. You put, you put six you things. The Mantis also is not the color I left it at the end of Fallen Order. And I saw that and was rather upset. <laughs> I was like, that is not my ship. That would have been a cool little thing. I'm just saying, Greaseball. I know this is nitpicky as fuck. This would have been a really cool thing, where it's similar to Mass Effect, where you may you could have just been like, hey guys, load your save. Do you have your PS4 save on your PS5? Let's just take a little deep dive here. Color purple. There you go. Mantis color red. Cool. Move on. You yeah, know? Just like... yeah, exactly. Or even it's not like there start... was a surplus of colors to pick from in the other game a... either. Or do a it'd be like it'd thing. be a difference if maybe it let you, you know, pull out the color gradients and just choose what you yeah. wanted. But do, do, <laughs> they do didn't the do that. You had, 
you had like three blues, two greens, and then yellow and orange. Yeah, and the purple. Don't forget the purple. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it could have been very easy. Have you played? Did you play Jedi Fallen Order? Yes. What color was your lightsaber? And then you just <laughs> you just go through the options and you just go purple and you go epic. Like how hard is that? What color was the mantis? Well, what color? Yeah, like it's not. I don't. I don't text get boxes it. Boxes are really hard to make. Yeah. It, 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 it was funny that the lightsaber upset me less than the ship, but I think that's because, you know, I don't get to have a red lightsaber ever, so it doesn't matter what color it is. It's not the one I want it to be. I think the thing that annoys <laughs> me, it, I don't know, it's, it's nitpicky as fuck, right? It's nitpicky as fuck. But I think it's because they went through the whole ordeal of being like, blue and green lightsaber only for 75% of the fucking video game. And then you get to and pick your own at the you end. You get to have this moment where you make your own lightsaber and choose the color of your kyber crystal. And then the start of this game was like, nah, fuck you, you went with blue. And I'm like, no, I didn't <laughs> go with blue. What the fuck? <laughs> Leave me alone. I did not go with blue. Yeah. But, you know... So you get all your abilities, which is cool. I like that. Big thumbs up. I hate when games do the classic goodbye abilities. It's dumb. I mean, yeah, that sounds like a really good gameplay feature. Um, Lightsaber color aside, that actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, it is nice. Um, Yeah, like even then, like after 15 minutes, it lets you even do your double-bladed stance and whatnot too so it doesn't take too long to do that by the time you're done with the little introductory hour or so you've already got the three stances that they're starting you with for most of the game available to you with the single blade the double and then the dual wielding which was interesting because they gave you all those lightsabers in the first game and it's like really awesome but then it's always made me go okay when they do a sequel they've got like no room for new lightsabers here and they have done the new one. They are, they, oh, yeah, apparently there the are Kylo new ones. You've I got the Kylo got Ren but... played <laughs> one, like, you know. Yeah, and then I don't, um, I don't know what the fifth one is going to be, but I did hear about the cross guard sword. Mm-hmm. I'll be excited to get to that because that those did look really cool. Um, but it is um, just really, like, Cal Kestis is just a, like... And the funny thing is, these are canon now. Like, Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor are canon in Star Wars. So it's just like, to me, it makes every other fucking Jedi look shit. Because he's like, oh, what's that? Because he masters everything, yeah. Yeah, Because it's like, oh yeah, by the way, did you know that there's this uh, Jedi out there called Cal Kestis, who has a lightsaber that pulls in half to make another lightsaber that he can then put on and have a Darth Maul saber or just start throwing a second saber and have two in his hand. And then now he can have one. Now it also turns into the Kylo Ren saber before Kylo Ren had it. So he's the fucking OG now. Fuck you, Kylo Ren. It's <laughs> well, his it's idea. taken from like yeah. way far back in the backstory of the series anyway. So mm-hmm. Kylo well, you know, Ren didn't invent it. Well, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, Kylo Ren anyway. Shit, character. <laughs> character. Useless character uh. anyway. But, you know, fucking it's just like he's got so much shit and i'm just like cal kestis is broken like they can never actually bring him <laughs> properly into star wars because he's just fucking broken like what are you gonna do yeah. against cal kestis a whole lot of nothing it helps that yeah. he's i do like him more than most star wars protagonists anyway yeah <laughs> i like i liked his story in the first game quite a bit once i got to experience all of it i'm like oh you've got a little bit of you know luke skywalker's personality with enough of 
Anakin's Clone Wars personality and not his movie personality, <laughs> so that's nice. Yeah, and it, it does help that like Cam- Cameron Monaghan uh, is a really good uh, actor. Yeah, he's so. he's really good at what he does, so his performance is still really solid here. Um, Definitely. Um, yeah. Now, one thing about this introduction p- portion of the game in the where the story just kind of picks up from. It's like, I don't remember how many years after Fallen Order it is, but... Three? It, it takes place... Yeah, it takes place a little while after that. And the, the the thing... I don't know. They start you off, and your Cal has, like, a new crew, because everyone from the other game went to do their own thing. Classic. <laughs> Well, you've got to bring the gang back together, dude. You've got to do that classic second story thing. I didn't want to... Okay, so the whole problem here is that I didn't <laughs> care about anybody in this opening hour of the game. Because I'm like, you're not Grease, you're not Marin, you're not Seer. And I don't you're care probably going to die or disappear at some point, so I can replace yeah, you exactly. back with the originals. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't care about any of these people. Well, what's your deal? It's like it's like the it's it'd be like if Varl showed up is like Varl showing up at the beginning of Horizon if if there were five of him. <laughs> oh, good. Just what we need more of all. <laughs> um, Just sitting here like I don't care about any of you. At least the droids the same. So yeah, and I feel like that's. I'm not super fond of that being the entry point for this particular story because I was like, got to the end of Fallen Order, and I I rather liked the dynamic of the group. I was excited to see where that went in the next game. And now I have to now I have to spend the away. I have to spend the first half of this game getting to the point where I can see this again. That's super silly. <laughs> he can't be a survivor if he's got his posse hunter. Come on, dude. They're all survivors. That's part of the theme. Uh, but, yeah, that aside, the opening segment was passable, I guess. It got better once you got to the, uh... Um, yeah, it, it's an opening segment to a AAA game. Those are... On, on, a sca- on the scale of Forbidden West to 10, where are you ranking the introduction of this game? I don't know, like six, I guess. It's better than Forbidden West. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I'm just making but, sure. But, yeah. Um, aside from that, it's nice that the double-bladed, sa- like the dual-wielding saber thing, it's nice that that's like a fully fleshed-out moveset this time instead of just being a little special attack. Oh yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, I've been rocking with that for since I had the option. Like basically, since given the option, I've been using dual wield and then double saber, and the singular lightsaber has been stashed away probably forever. It's been heads now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's probably going why, to be gone. Why use one sword when you have a second one right there? Exactly, and exactly. you can stick them together. <laughs> It's yeah. funny because, yeah, it's funny because they, it's like when you're switching them out, it'll show you like the little stat thing because, yeah, that's one mechanic I guess I should mention is the stances. It's not, you don't freely cycle between all of them at once. You pick two and then you just kind of live with that decision until you don't want to anymore. Okay. <laughs> Which, fair enough since they have like five choices eventually because what I was asking for at the end of Fallen Order was like, okay, it will be cool in the next game if we can just swap freely between single, double, and then dual wield. And they've apparently gone above that, so fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, 
the uh, worlds, or the I've only really done the one world following the opening segment here mm-hmm. so far. Um, they're bigger, like they're more open ended. I wouldn't say they're obnoxiously large to the point where it's like, oh, gotta spend like twenty minutes sprinting from one direction in a single direction to get anywhere, and all of that. I have been. I don't know, it's just my video game kleptomania, checking around corners and stuff, looking for things, but you could probably be more straightforward about it without much hassle if you really wanted to. It's not Elden Ring, there's not something around every corner. No, no, but like, (laughs) you know, you you can usually tell where there's going to be a little box for your cosmetics or whatever. Oh, the cosmetics better this time? Uh, Yeah, first of all, the starting thing looks substantially better than the stupid gone. poncho the poncho deceased yeah. please <laughs> i actually just found the poncho no you can oh, equip it if you so God. desire and it got an 86 <laughs> i can excuse the game not running on pc and the glitches but breaking the poncho back fucking hell yeah um i, uh, oh, I am never going to be wearing it because I took it off the first chance I got in Fallen Order. He was wearing that scrapper jacket the whole time. Dude, if they have um, if they have stats in game, like if they have like stats on their side where they can see what cosmetics are used the most, they're gonna see like a zero percent on that poncho. No one's wearing that shit. Like genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. It but yeah, there's a whole bunch of like you can change down to <laughs> jackets, shirts, pants, etc. Selection of colors that for some reason, when you unlock these, you you unlock them in like pieces, or you'll get the pants, and then you'll have to find the materials for the like you you thankfully unlock all of the colors once you unlock the rest of the colors, but you don't have to like unlock blue, green, and orange like or whatever last time. all the all at once mm-hmm. or one at a time rather, but you still have to do that separately from getting the item, which is weird. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a weird choice that I don't quite understand, but, you know, what can you do? I and It's not like the starting jacket that he's got looks fine, so it's not like if I didn't if I didn't find anything else for the rest of the game, I would be, you know, pleased, I guess. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be upset. On top of that, you can customize, like, his hair and his facial hair and all that, and so far I've gotten, like, three little beard things, and none of them look good except for, like, the stubble that they made with, you know, with the with his character in mind already that it defaults to. The short beard and the full beard both look pretty bad. <laughs> Thankfully, the other haircuts look fine, as far as the couple I've unlocked. Well, there's the... Well... No, no crew cut ever looks good, so that's not the game's fault. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the other ones look acceptable, as far as like you know, rendered and all that. His hair is still very well rendered in general, which was an amusing detail about the first game. That I'm like, if the hair looks better than everything else in this game by a mile, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember what all of the new lightsaber colors are, but I know specifically that white was not available in the first game, and it is now. Well, that's, that's the one selected because I don't. I don't want any of the other ones. I guess <laughs> Great. that's what I want anyway. <laughs> no red for you. Never. Yeah. 
Maybe but in the third game. Maybe they'll learn their lesson. Maybe. You know, or it's gonna be New Game Plus, which won't help me anyway. What you Lame. don't want to play this game again? I'm I'm not gonna have time <laughs> to play the game again. I'm hoping I get to finish it. That's my dream right now. Is like, yeah, <laughs> I'll have I'll have like a week and a half, but it's like you know, next week I'm really busy again, even worse than this last past week. So it's like I don't know how I'm gonna finish this game in time. Um, but I mean, it's, it really sucks that the games kind of come out in such a terrible state. Like it kind of sucks because. I feel like this game has, like, no reason to come out. Like, I don't think anyone was like, this game needs to come out right now, this second. Like, we really need it. And I'm like, it just yeah. feels bizarre to push out in this state. Especially, like, I get it. You don't want to be in May, because no one wants to be in May. And you don't want to be in June. But there's nothing in July. There's nothing, like, you've got Armored Core in August. Yeah. It's yeah, like, and like Armored Core versus Star Wars. It's not a competition. Yeah. Like, you could have had any point this summer that isn't like, obviously June, very busy. Skip June. Yeah. But July or August, free, like, free ball there, dude. Like, genuinely. You came out in December the first time round and did all right. I don't understand <laughs> why they rushed it out. Because it's like, it, I'm not going to lie. Like, it has kind of put, like, not necessarily, I want to play it because I really, enjoy, I did enjoy the first game, but it has kind of put me, not necessarily off, but I'm just a bit like, oh, yeah, it's, it's kind of lame that it's a bit shit right now. Like, it's playable, but it's not fantastic. Like, it's not like, I remember when I replayed Jedi Fallen Order on the PS5 version, I was like, oh, this game's so much better running at a good frame rate and not being buggy as shit this is great i had a much better time the second time round and i'm like do i want to do that thing again where i play through it the first time and begrudgingly go oh, the fucking could be better the stupid glitches why am i falling through the floor every five minutes and then play it again three years later i don't know i'm hoping yeah. that they fix a lot i mean of it. so far i haven't fallen through the floor or anything i did have one instance <laughs> where an enemy just disappeared i'm like okay i guess i'm not gonna fight you but Bye. aside from the hard crash at the end of the session last night that's about all i've got as far mm. as glitches and whatnot so oh, fair enough. like i say it's it, it's bizarre man it's bizarre i wonder if it Disney is a bummer that it come it. out like this though since uh, it builds on the bones of the other game pretty well as mm. far as where they're actually taking the gameplay and all that they make the true yeah like i said the traversal and stuff feels better too like everything about how you're moving feels better than the wall running feels nice um okay they have this goofy wall jump thing where the opening segments kind of bamboozled me for a second because you can like jump on the wall and jump back and just keep you can jump you can wall jump on a singular wall and i wasn't expecting oh, really? that to be yeah like super metroid <laughs> I guess and I wasn't expecting that to be what they wanted me to do because you were, it's like, it's like you're walking through a hallway or whatever. And mm. you hit the thing where it's like the wall that they want you to jump on and then distanced slightly too far apart to be wall jumped in the way that you would expect <laughs> are these uh, is a pair of walls. So I kept trying to do that anyway, because I wasn't expecting to be able to just keep bouncing yeah. up and up on the <laughs> singular wall. And I'm like, that's weird, but Okay. Cal is overpowered. Yeah. He's, he's just um, do not put him in the Star Wars movies. Or do. It'd be funny. 
yeah. it would be funny to be fair but no um it's it's weird right it's such a like i say it, it's a great game apparently behind all the bugs and all that stuff hopefully they fix it quickly is my hope um and you know it's still playable it's not like if you're playing on console it seems to still perfectly be enjoyable you can still you'll get a couple of yeah, glitches I've you might been, have a crash I've, or two i've been liking it so far there's nothing that's really agitated me well there you go then definitely if you're into it check it out uh hopefully third time's the charm respawn right because <laughs> this definitely is i've not even played it i've not seen anything that suggests it it's definitely the middle chapter and the you know everyone loves doing trilogies these days it's definitely probably it's written into the trilogy. dna of the series it's from so yeah, yeah. exactly yeah um so hopefully next That'll time round, guys bring back star killer from the force unleashed Oh, oh baby, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that'd be scary. That's um, a one. That's a Star Wars game I've played. I've also you played, played the Force Unleashed. I've played yeah, it as well. I have it on yeah. the Wii. It's oh, back nice. there on that shelf. Oh, you played that version. I played the PS3 version. Sorry, it was the only Which one. Is a different I could game. Play. Which is a different For some game. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, the Wii and the PS3 version and the Xbox version are different. Why? <laughs> don't know. But the PS3 and Xbox 360 version is one version of the game, and then the Wii version is a completely different version of that video game. And then when they ported it to Switch, they ported the Wii version, and everyone was like, why? Why did you not port what? the actual version? It's bizarre. Bizarre. Anyway. What? It's all good. But hey, you can play Star Wars. Play it on console. For the love of God. If you're going to play it, play it on console. You won't be able to play it on PC, apparently. Um, yeah. Who knows? That's what you get for being a PC gamer. Nerds. Yeah, a bunch of nerds. $2,000 on a thing that can't even run Star Wars Jedi Survivor? <laughs> I mean, in, in these PC players' defense, it is only available on the newer consoles now, which only just became uh, easier to find earlier this year. So You can now buy a PlayStation 5. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Wild. You don't you, do you want one though? That's the real. You don't question. need one. You don't need one unless you want to play Final Fantasy 16. Well, What's the cool? problem here what well, we Spider-Man. were just discussing is that if they wanted to play Star Wars, they can't play it on the PC now. Or if True. you wanted to play Star Wars, <laughs> maybe that's an <laughs> then option. Then you need though. a PS5. <laughs> but you need a PS5. I may or may not have been paying attention. That's the spirit, Carl. That's the spirit. <laughs> we can always count on you. Um. Anyway. I guess that's it. I guess that's our show. We're done. Go and play Xenoblade. Go and play Star Wars. Unless you're on PC. Yeah. And go and play Coffee Talk too. Oh, yeah, yeah, go, go play, play that. It. It's a good one. I did. I played it. But played first, it watch Hunter's review. We watch Hunter's review. Please. But I, I liked it quite a bit. It was interesting. They also did some more interesting stuff this time around with the time travel kind of mechanic, where you can kind of go back and piss about and they did a couple yeah, more yeah. interesting things with that this time around yeah i liked that they, they, they gave you more reasons to go and actually do that rather than just kind of accepting what you got the first time i actually had like to a, yeah i did i had to do five full playthroughs for the platinum of the game five full crazy. playthroughs you which just it, went it, right it, for the platinum trophy of course i did of course i did uh, fucking degenerate hello Ethan. have you met me uh, he's not when playing I say star five... wars because he can't get the platinum <laughs> Uh, it's true it's true it's hilarious 
Thank you, Xenoblade. Very cool. <laughs> You're the real reason. Um, but no, yeah, it takes five playthroughs. But the, to be fair, some of them are partial, where it's just like the final one. I just had to try and get uh, Riona and Lucas's normal ending, which is very hard to get. That normal ending is the hard one to get. What's as opposed to what is there scales of good, yeah. normal, and bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so bad is Riona stops stop showing up, and then oh. you just get whatever ending with uh, Lucas, and then the normal one is you get Lucas and Riona to partner up, but you get them to partner up on the last day possible instead of a couple of days before. There's a different ending based on where you get it. And I think so what? The only... They didn't have time to ask Rachel to be a guest. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and it's on the last day, so it okay. doesn't tie into Geordie Georgie's stuff either it's very oh. weird i think all you have to do is give riona the wrong drink on the day that they're supposed to all team up and no. if you do that it moves over i don't know it took me fucking five playthroughs to figure it out there's no guide on the internet it's great fun it was fun yeah. i liked the game though don't do what i did but you just, just it. play it as many times as satisfies you yeah do that <laughs> Don't be an idiot like which me. Maybe, well, which maybe, well, maybe you want to play it five times. Maybe Who knows? Should, maybe that's I, I finished two and had a slight urge to play the first game again. You're crazy. But I don't know. I'll leave that for when the physical versions come later this year. I'll play them both. Hell yeah. That's the spirit. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, as always, our links are on screen right now if you're watching the video version, or you can go into the description on podcasts. You can go follow us on Twitter to keep up to date with everything that we're doing uh, outside of the podcast. Uh, Next week, who knows what we're doing. We should have Kane on, but that's a TM. I need to remind him about that. We should be having Kane on next week. Uh, TBD. TBD. And then, obviously, we are going to be moving swiftly ahead towards Tears of the Kingdom. I remembered its name. Way that is go. coming out the following week. Uh, sure and then, and then we, And then the podcast dies because who knows? What, there's a big gap. There's like a whole month. Yeah, we haven't done a three nothing. by three in a while. We could just take a vacation for a while, <laughs> maybe, so we can maybe, all, so we can play Zelda. Maybe there'll be a PlayStation. <laughs> and then come games. back. Maybe there'll be a key three. We got plenty. And then stuff. come back for Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Or whatever. <laughs> no, yeah. we can't miss the PlayStation Showcase or Key Three Hunter. We can't miss them. Oh, Street oh, Fighter sure will be coming like out them. before Jeff Keighley's thing because it comes That's... out on like the second day of June. Oh, yeah. okay, true. Yeah. True. <laughs> PlayStation Showcase is supposed it. to be May, though, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, at least that'll be something, hopefully. We'll I can't wait to still not know what PlayStation's gonna do in the next couple of years after we're done. <laughs> Ryzen 3, baby, that's all we need. That's all we need, apparently. That's all Gorilla's I, I liked how the internet was like, oh boy, Horizon 3 confirmed what? by the little what? soft muttering that they had and their little personnel switch up, and I'm like, well... That's as much of confirmation as the ending of the second well, game. It was a confi- yeah, one <laughs> it was the second game was like we're making Horizon Three, and then that blog post was Sony's funding Horizon Three. Congratulations, guys, you are getting it. I'm like, wow, I'm I'm shocked. In other world, in other news, the sky is blue, and uh, yeah, it's like it'd be like if you, it'd be like no one would should have been surprised that Horizon was getting a sequel. Like, Everybody in, like, knows that yeah. Sony or Greenlight any sequel as long as it's not that Days isn't Gone Days too. Gone. Everyone knows this. Come yeah. on, guys, get with the program. Get with the program. Anyone can do what they want unless they're named Sony Bend. Yeah, then you get the short end. Feels bad. Feels bad. Sorry, Ben. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. 
Everyone's going to buy all their siphon filter games. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only people that are actually showing up for PlayStation Premium. I'll give them that. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week, same time, same place, ne- uh, for more. But yeah, until then, have an awesome week. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Doodaloo.